Ladies and gentlemen, how do? Hello and welcome to Mondo Street Social Club, a new podcast aimed at bringing creative minds together. Mondo Street is about sharing the creative process, discussing the highs and lows, and talking about how we cope when the creative genie eludes us. Pull up your comfy chair, put on your best headphones, and enjoy the next hour. Good morning, Karen. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're more than more than welcome. Welcome to the Social Club. Uh, as you'll have heard from listening to a couple of episodes of the podcast, this is a, an opportunity for us to meet uh, creative minds, talk about who they are, why they are, and how they actually practice their creative processes. Um, because for me, and, and this is, I suppose it's one of these selfish motives behind having a podcast is I'm fascinated by how people practice creativity uh, and it doesn't matter what it is whether you're making a, a statue or or in your case writing a book so could we start with a, a little bit of how you got to where you are today and and what made you want to be a writer um I'm here by accident actually so <laughs> I never knew I wanted to be a writer which is crazy, isn't it? Because lots of writers just say, oh, I've been writing for years. I wrote my first book when I was five. Um, But no, I never knew what I wanted to be. So I never went to university. Um, I liked uh, drama, but um, I liked the confidence. Um, I liked art, but um, I was never very good at fine art. So I liked the modernist kind of splashes of colour. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to get, I'm not going to go anywhere with that uh, I loved writing but I'm not sure whether it's the stationery I liked more or the actual writing <laughs> love stationery yeah. um so at an early age I was attracted to office jobs and administrative jobs so um yeah I've been a receptionist um an administration assistant um I was a valuation consultant for a new homes developer okay. um and then I really wanted to be a PA that was like my dream job yeah. in my 20s um and I actually managed it so I ended up being um, a personal assistant and the office manager at the Lee School in Cambridge. Okay, yeah. So it's a very prestigious store and it's actually, yeah, one of my favourite jobs. Um, well, before writing, obviously. During <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that time, I gave birth to my son. Um, he's now eight. Um, after that, I went back full time, though. So when he was 12 months old, I went back full time. Um, and then after having my daughter, um, a little... Uh, less than three years later um i decided to stay off work uh, with her because it was just more financially viable um then when she was nine months old we moved from cambridge to devon mm-hmm. um and we were just mooching around for a year uh, it's a new place we went out on the moor we enjoyed the beach we met new people in baby groups um it was great um i homeschooled her which i really enjoyed so i created a learning journey for her so anything that a childminder would have done i did all that i looked online and see to see what she would need to be learning and i did a whole journey her so she's still got that um but then obviously lockdown hit um, and i took the opportunity to write creatively um something that i'd already done like privately so i always had a Mm. uh, always wrote a journal and little stories and poems um but i started a fun educational blog on facebook um and i just wanted to support support and help other parents because 
I thought that maybe I wasn't the only one feeling a bit anxious about it. Yeah. And it actually turned out to be quite a success. Um, so that is what inspired me to carry on writing children's books. Fantastic. <laughs> and, and just to give that a shout out, is that the adventurous panda bear? It is, yeah. yeah. So during lockdown, I had a little um, jelly cat panda bear. He's actually up there on my oh, shelf right. above <laughs> me. Um, and I he joined us everywhere. So me and my, my two children, he joined us and he did funny things. We put him um, like in things, eating things, doing things, yeah, dropping yeah. things. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, yeah, it was hard work every day because yeah. I posted daily for 86 days straight. Wow. So that as well as homeschooling my children and doing the blog and staying sane. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of it. And it's something that I probably could never do again. Um, but yeah, it was really, really fun. And yeah, that, um, it hooked me. Yeah. Basically. Brilliant. Brilliant. So that was, that was, um, going into, into using Facebook as a, as a story mechanism, you've still got that stepping stone into going into, uh, and I'll say this and I'll put air quotes around it, which nobody will see, but into more <laughs> formal writing because put, put it on yeah. Facebook, you know, it's only that, that audience, that audience can grow to quite a significant size but getting something into a into a hard format is is a different experience um it's a completely different experience um but it motivates you to want to do that and i feel like i i could do that now because some of the things that i was having fun with and didn't find was that serious some of those posts actually got 900 viewers wow so there's something in there that people found entertaining and that's what books are. They should be entertaining. They shouldn't be too preachy. Mm-hmm. They should they should entertain and then also combine a message as well. Yeah, there should be a um, a source of escapism, comfort, so, something yeah. where you you can just just park the day. And yeah. it, does, it doesn't matter how old you are. You know, as a child, there's plenty of pressures on children nowadays that they will need somewhere to park their day. And, and I yeah. think that having a, a, a really good story for them to to get into and to almost float away with is a part of that magic of childhood which unfortunately we, we could be starting to see decline a little bit you know because everything is social media everything is five second cuts on tv so you know that, that is that part of the reason why you were then inspired to start writing um i don't know i just have an urge to help people i don't know what it is i've never been in like a a care role um but everything like my my job history is all about assisting helping supporting yeah. and i don't know i just at the time i just felt like i had all these ideas and i wanted to make people smile and not worry so yeah i just put myself out there <laughs> what, what a really nice aspiration though that, that you know if 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 that is your inspiration to actually go out and write a story what a lovely thing to do you know, it, you. it's it really is because we, we see too many um, questions over, you know, is society, is community still in existence? Does it really, do we really care about each other? But then you get people like yourselves and other writers like uh, Chris, and I always mispronounce Chris's name unless I practice it 28 times. <laughs> uh, so sorry, Chris, I'm going to miss the middle bit and say Chris Blay. Uh, <laughs> that, that, way i won't mispronounce it but you, you get people like yourselves who have, have grasped hold of that magic of childhood 
and I'll... I think having children is the key yeah so you do get inspired and you see how much they love a story mm. and you see how much it does um, encourage them and inspire them more than you think it does so yeah having children does help has has either of your children done anything that has got into one of your stories you know have you watched them do something and they've gone oh that's actually really good uh, I think I'll all just the time. all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah they inspire me and help me write more than they know yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they grow up they'll know <laughs> yeah, fantastic so so where are you in your your writing journey now then so if if, if we look at from from Facebook and the, the 900 views you know that there's a there's a good following there where has that led you to now um so straight after the uh the blogs I then went on to write um for challenging learning which is a big um educational entity um that uh, it's, a, it's a concept where you challenge yourself you step out of your comfort zone um so yeah so I, uh, James Nottingham at challenging learning mm-hmm. was um, a big inspiration for those books um so I then wrote a series of board books for children um okay. and I'm self-publishing those at the moment yeah. um and then I went on to because I'm a new writer so I then went on to writing for three to six year olds I wrote a, a short picture book um, and then I thought, you know what, I'll try my hand at a, a chapter book as well. Mm. So I then wrote a, a middle grade chapter book about um, finding your courage and yeah, stepping out of your comfort zone. So I've written all three age ranges and you know what, I don't know which one I prefer. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I've written a whole range of, of books and mm. um, some on the back burner, some I'm self-publishing, some I'm still editing um, and I'm, yeah. I'm just excited. I'm just, I'm enjoying doing all of it. Yeah. How how are you finding the self-publishing? Expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know you can um, write the words and then uh, put them onto create space yeah. and you can have a published book uh, within, you know, a few hours. Yeah. But um, like I always do, I always take the harder route. And I decided to self-publish um, a series of board books, and board books are the most expensive thing to self-publish. Um, so I'm working with a great artist called um, Jose Sanchez, also known as Paratrope, um, and he is a concept artist. Mm-hmm. So he's a little bit different from um, all the books that I've read of my children, but that's what I wanted. So he's just got such an artistic flair and the pictures are just beautiful. The light in the jungle scenes are amazing. And so I can't wait to share some of those. But yeah, that's been a fantastic journey working with an illustrator as well. That's really interesting that because you've you've actually got there, you've got cross creativity. So you've got your written word and then somebody's images. Do do you you just give them the, the picture and say, oh, sorry, the words and say, interpret that or do you sit and talk about how you visualized it before they then attempt it um we we collaborated over email um because he's in costa rica okay um so i gave him the words and he put his spin on it um so the words were enough for each spread and we have been um discussing the front cover a bit more um because that's the really important one isn't it it's how it's attracting the the reader to pick it up from the shelf and actually buy it 
Um, so yeah, the front cover has been a bit more uh, challenging, uh, but yeah, he's done all of the spreads and I'm so happy with them. Fantastic. That's, yeah. That's really good. That. So did you find him through a referral or did you just find him on, on Facebook or Instagram? Well, my second part-time job is researcher. Okay. <laughs> um, as, as all writers, I love researching. So I will research something to death. I will know it inside out and then I'll be happy to go forward. So whatever I do, I feel like a kind of temporary professional in that field. So, yeah, I went on to all of the, um, you know, the illustrator com- competition sites. I, I looked at all the artist forums and platforms that I could find. And I, I wanted to find something that, or an, or an artist, when I saw their work, I was like, yeah, wow, that that's that's what, that, what I want. And I did. So I saw his artwork and I was like, oh, that's just fantastic. And you know when you get goosebumps, when you see something, you just think, yeah, that's it. Oh, and that was it. Yeah. And, and that shows dedication to making sure that your your words are represented for the, for the yeah. children that might not be able to read because they're younger. They can still interact with those stories. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really cool. That. How did um how did lockdown then affect you from the you know, you, you had the um the adventure adventurous panda bear going, but how did lockdown then affect you from making plans moving forward from there? Well, lockdown was great. Um so I started my career in lockdown. I mean that's that's my stepping stone. So um, I did my blogs, which I could do from home. I did my writing from home. Um, the children inspired me um, when we were all playing together. We were spending so much time together. Um, so lockdown for me was the best. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I might have cried myself uh, to sleep several nights and drank lots and lots of wine and ate lots and <laughs> lots of chocolate. It was very stressful. I'm not going to say it was easy. Oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, that's when I decided I want to be a writer and that's when all the opportunities uh, arose. It was just a fantastic opportunity for me. I, I, I've spoken to quite a few people who found lockdown stressful and challenging, but also yeah. that allowed a period of creativity to blossom within them. And uh, that's, yeah. uh, yeah. Don't want to go through it again though. No. <laughs> no. I, I think one lockdown every couple of hundred years is maybe okay <laughs> but doing another one would just be a little bit too much for me you know there's, uh, yeah I like I like my coffee hot yeah you know, <laughs> and, and I think I got to the end of Netflix by the, by the end of lockdown I'm just like, <laughs> nothing else to watch oh dear yeah it's <laughs> terrible isn't it yeah um so if if we think about the books that you're you're writing now then and I know that you're very very young in your writing journey do, do you think that you'll ever or have you got aspirations to break out of this age range? Um, if you ask any writer what would make them feel successful, it would be um, different for every writer. For me, as you say, because I'm so new, my dream, my aspiration is to be a published author. So to see my book on a shelf in a bricks and mortar bookshop, and then to see a complete stranger pick it up and buy it, want to want to buy it that for me would be success yeah because I haven't encouraged that to happen they're not buying it to do me a favor you know they're buying it because they enjoy the words they enjoy the product that me and an illustrator have created together so yeah that that for me would be my aspiration to become published whether traditionally or self-published 
Um, but yeah, too. And making money would be great. That's a benefit. Yeah. Life, life's great <laughs> anesthetic. Money. <laughs> just, yeah, just to see somebody want to buy something that I've created would be, yeah, a dream come true. So if we, if we talk about you, your creative processes then, so are you somebody who is very regimented um, that goes, you know, maybe an hour a day, I must write, or are you more free-flowing? Um, definitely. Oh, well, I was going to say free-flowing because I don't have a rigid routine. Like people have, yet yeah, seven till eight, I'll write. Eight till nine, I'll, yeah, I'm not like that, but... I do like a list and I do like a plan. Um, so I'll plan what I'm going to do on a day. Um, and yeah, I will. I like to plan when I'm writing. Um, but the thing with creativity is, you know, you can sit down and if you get like lots of lots of writers get writer's block. If you say, right, I'll write for an hour and create and write a thousand words. And then you get writer's block. That's time wasted. So you, you can't you can't really plan. Um, if, if you're not feeling very creative, you're best done something else and then come back later. So yeah, I plan, I'm going to write on a day, but not hourly. Yeah. No. Yeah. We, we've discussed that quite a lot where, where tr <clears throat> truly creative minds, um, like to more free form it, um, mm. you know, transactional creativity. Maybe you're putting down a drum pattern or something, which is something that you already know by muscle memory. Then you can say, yes, I'll do that in an hour. But when you're actually yeah. creating something from from nothing or from a seed in your head, then it, it does tend to be more free flowing. You, you mentioned yeah. writer's block. Has that has that crossed your path yet? Um, I know that was going to come up because <laughs> uh, that's the theme of the interview, isn't it? It's it's stumbling over difficulties. But you know what? So many writers are going to hate me. I I don't actually get it. Um, I have the opposite problem where I have so many ideas and so many projects and I just can't write them down quick enough. Um, so I struggle with the feeling of being overwhelmed rather than writer's block. And I think the, the ideal answer would be I read a book um, or I go for a walk or I talk to a friend um, or free writing where you, you time yourself for 10 minutes and you just write constantly. Um, the actual answer is yeah, I have a mini meltdown. <laughs> I, I do stress cleaning. Um, I have a bit of a cry. I'm a bit of a cry. I'm quite, I'm quite an emotional person. Um, I beat myself up at the gym. So that that's my way of um, getting rid of my frustrations. Mm -hmm. And I rewrite my to-do list. So I reprioritize all the time because life gets in the way of writing. Um, it's not like going to an office nine to five and then coming back and, and being out of your writer's mind. You're constantly thinking about writing. So I'm constantly pre- reprioritizing and then I just take one step at a time yeah I start to slow down because you only get overwhelmed if you're trying to do too much which I always do so yeah I just slow down and then when it gets so bad I sleep yeah I think you're right I think a lot of writers <laughs> are going to tut it you know for saying you get writers <laughs> they're, they're all going just you wait <laughs> it's just around the corner <laughs> She's lying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a musician, so I, I write uh, quite a bit. And, okay. And writer's block for me is that is the fact that the, the notes just stop. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I completely subscribe to what you're saying about, you know, free form and when you are creative, uh, 
not being kind to yourself. You know, I've, I've talked about that a lot on this on this podcast about you know you don't beat yourself up. You know, the the it, the, the idea will come out of you eventually because it is in there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You just don't know when it's going to come out, and sometimes it'll come out at yeah. a weird time. It really will. Usually, when you've just closed your eyes going to sleep as oh, well. Yeah. And then you have to get back up and get the pad and the paper right. and write it down before it, it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you end up with a really strange series of notes that you've almost auto-written during the night. You, you turn your phone oh. on and you go, huh? What's this? I've read with my eyes closed before. And then I woke up in the morning thinking, oh no, <laughs> I remember that being a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can sleep and learn at the same time. <laughs> Who'd have thought that, eh? So one of the other... One of the other common themes as well, and this is for people who have not only been creatives all of their lives, but it's also for people who have transitioned from other professions into 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 creative uh, roles, is this imposter syndrome, where we we look at uh, our output and compare it to our I don't know our peers, and we just go oh god, and and I suffer from it, you know. Um, it's hard not to. Yeah, yeah. How do, how do you cope with that? Um, I read this great, great quote or um, piece of writing that just, it just said, don't compare your chapter one to their chapter 20. So again, I've, I've researched how they got to that, you know, what can I do to get to where they are? And it usually takes writers years. And I'm, I'm a realist. So I've only been writing for three years. So for me to expect me to be anywhere near anybody that inspires me, it's just ridiculous. You know, you keep on plodding, you keep on doing what you love. And if it's meant to be, it will meant to, it's meant to be, it will happen. It's persistence, isn't it? It is, yeah. You, you mentioned then um, people who inspire you. Who, who are the, the authors that inspire you? Um, well, as I said, I didn't, want, I didn't know I wanted to be a writer until very late in my years. Um, so um, it's only recently, and I think it was uh, reading Julia Donaldson books to my children, um so I love rhyming um I loved uh reading the Julia Donaldson books to my children so she inspired me um initially and I've always loved poetry um writing um haikus um like in my spare time not showing anybody just you know, emptying my mind with all these creative words um so then I started to read um Aesop's fables and uh, La Fontaine and I loved the concept I loved the message that was entwined in all these, you know, crazy stories. So, uh, yeah, poetry, Aesop's, um, Julia Donaldson. Um, I've also already mentioned challenging learning, um, helping children, um, and probably my board book series, David Attenborough. So it was the animals, his love and passion to help, want to help the world. Um, that that inspired me greatly. For the adventurous panda bear because the adventurous panda bear travels the seven continents of the world um learning about animals and i think david attenborough once said you can't care about something that you've never seen so any books with animals in that are going to teach a child about animals that are preferably endangered you know anybody any any animals around the world i think that's just great yeah, yeah absolutely and, and he is such a he's such a master at what he does isn't he you know it yeah he, he he truly is you know it's it's very very difficult to 
to watch one of his programs and hear his voice without being completely drawn into it and then f- suddenly falling deeply in love with everything he's talking about. And at the end of the program, yeah. you go, I care so desperately about the praying mantis. Let me help it. <laughs> All those turtles. Oh, yeah. The little baby turtles. Oh, yeah. oh don't start me off. Oh, no, no. Not, no. I, I think we've gone a little bit too far with the baby turtles. Uh, you know, that, that's just one of those things where even men go, um, no, I've, I've, I've got something on my eye now. Um, I'll be back in a minute. No worries. Yeah, those baby turtles. That that is a harsh realization of life, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Run! (laughs) Yeah. That's that's the first thing they hear when they get out of this shell. Run! You're thinking, what? So when you've got the the book self-published, then where do you, where would you want, wish for those stories to go after the printed word? Because there's so many opportunities nowadays, aren't there? Yeah, I have looked into uh, marketing already. Um, so I have contacted um, the WWF um, to try and find um, a place on their website for my books, because obviously their logo is the panda bear. And David Attenborough did inspire the books. Um, I've also spoken to um, my local zoo, painting zoo, um, and bookshops. Um, I'm hoping to have it in Waterstones as well. Um, so yeah, everywhere that it could be really. Um, yeah. How about, um, an animated series? Possibly. Yeah. My, my illustrator does like to do animations. Yeah. I was going to say, because it's something like that, yeah. that is another way of really capturing children's attention, isn't it? Is to have the, yeah. the, the moving primary colors as well as the, the words and sounds and some music. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah, so we could see the adventure of Panda Bear, the movie. Oh. Yeah. The, the, the only problem is what would the Panda Bear say to Paddington if they crossed paths? <laughs> I don't know. My Panda Bear likes peanut butter. Ah. So they might just swap sandwiches and try each other's sandwiches. What a great... I think we're actually coming up with a theme for a film here, you know. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> you saw it here first. You, you certainly did. The, co- the copyright sits right here, folks. <laughs> Not none of these big Hollywood execs coming along and claiming we did this. <laughs> what, a, what a great idea! Um, so, how many how many books then do you feel that you that you've got with the with the panda? You know, it, um, it's seven. It's a series, a series of seven. Of seven, okay. Yeah. So each book is one continent. So the adventurous yeah. panda bear will visit all seven continents, and that makes perfect sense because there are seven continents. Yeah, see, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it only takes technical prowess to run a podcast, not necessarily <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me, we do our research. Uh, yeah, well, well done. Yeah, I, yeah, I just forgot there were seven continents, but I, <laughs> and I won't even take this out. I'll leave it in as well. <laughs> so what? What after the seven continents for the panda? Um, I don't know with the panda bear. Um, I think I would. Well, I, I have thought about it. Um, I'd like to do some phonics books. So like the Julia Donaldson Songbirds um, phonics books. So to help children read, I think that character would suit that age range perfectly. Okay. Um, but then I've got several other characters also that I'm writing, uh, writing about. So there are just, there's lots of projects happening all at once. People that want to continue, they, they can look at the Facebook page and they can see the Adventures Panda Bear on there. But predominantly yes, now you're putting most of your effort through Instagram? 
That's right. Um, and, yeah, and that's, that's hard work. Yeah, and that's <laughs> um, I'll I'll put it in the in the text that goes with the podcast, but it's at Mrs. Busy Writing Magic. Perfect. Yeah, um, I'm most active on that. Um, it's like another full time job, um, yeah. but everything, all my progress, all my thoughts, yeah. um, everything goes on there at the moment. So um, yeah, follow that journey, and uh, yeah, you'll learn a bit more about me yeah. if I haven't come across as crazy today oh. um, <laughs> and scared you off, or if I've displayed a little bit of crazy that makes me more likable. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think what what you've definitely come across as today is somebody who is very 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 passionate about wanting to improve the 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 experience for children for books um and i think that should be applauded so from me who has grown-up children who (laughs) most probably wouldn't appreciate but i've got two grandsons who would appreciate your work so i'll say a big thank you from me because it's people (laughs) people like you that feed their imaginations and that and that for me is critical for, for children um yeah it's it's been an absolute pleasure um i hope i haven't been too harsh on you with it being your first podcast Uh, (laughs) thank you very much no it's been great it's been an absolute great experience so thank you very much for having me no worries great and uh, thank you very much